Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with my friend, Victor Fain. Victor has been a personal trainer for over 10 years and has recently opened up his own gym, Body Temple, on the Gold Coast. On the podcast, we spoke about fitness, recovery, dieting, and also a switch to a plant-based diet. Please welcome the man himself, Victor Fain. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Victor. My mate. Brother, what's going on? Good man. How are you? Good man. So what have you been up to lately? Uh, what I've been up to? Quite a bit. Um, work on my business. Is because there's a few. There's <laughs> business a few. is. Yeah, there's a few. And um, yeah. Been doing a bit of work on set? Been a work on set. Yeah, I've been lucky. Starting the year good with uh, doing some body double for a famous man with a hammer. Yeah. He has a big hammer. He has a big hammer, but that, that, uh, that big hammer. But you know, it's not that uh, that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's not what everyone says, but right, hey. right. yeah. But um, so you've been doing Body Temple. Body Temple, yeah. That's my um, that's my uh, my little baby. Yeah, little business you've been starting up. Yeah, yeah, it's my personal training studio. I've been working in the gym industry for. Uh, 10 years or so, and um, it was time to uh, have my own place. So, uh, so we're starting small, and the goal is to make it a big, um, a bigger, bigger venture. Yeah. Now, so you've been doing personal training for a while, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That was to say, about 10 years. 10 years now? And you've just started out the business at home? Yeah. you had a change in personal life? Yeah, I had a change in personal life. Uh, I had to do a few adjustments. Yeah. I got a little one. Uh, that's, she's, um, 14 months now. Yeah. Everything's going great. That's awesome, man. That's good though. You got those new priorities in your life and you have to adjust things around it. Things that you're still striving for, you know, you're still, yeah. still going hard at everything you want. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, those goals were already in my mind. I think, um, maybe sometime you get things happen in your life and you, uh, <laughs> You push the the foot on the pedal to yeah. go a bit faster, you know, yeah. to make it up to make it happen faster. Yeah, yeah, it's good that motivation though, right? Whatever yeah. way you can get it. Yeah, yeah, right. No, that's cool, man. So, what's your main goal with Body Temple? Like, how are you you're building your clientele at the moment? You've still taken a few over from your personal training that you've been doing for a while now. Yeah, big time. I got really um, loyal custom base, yeah. and I'm really blessed for that because they most of them followed me in my studio. Uh, the main goal is to make it a uh, a wellness center in the in the near future. I want to make it a bigger 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 place somewhere else, obviously uh, on the Gold Coast. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, so what do you mean wellness center? Like not just personal training, obviously. Right. So personal training will be mainly um, like uh, in a private uh, environment, like one on one, like in a studio environment. Yeah. But the well uh, in the center, but the um, it won't be a gym. It will be more like a recovery center. Okay, yeah. Where we um, talk about uh, ice bath, uh, yoga, yeah, meditation, going more in that direction. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's it's all associated though, isn't it, with um with well goodness, well being, physical health, everything like that. Recovery is a huge portion of it that some people negate sometimes, right, with their training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you get a, you get away with it in your twenties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we all it starts we're, to catch up with you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not not only me, but uh, many people that I know. Yeah, yeah. 
I'll, I'll definitely uh, <laughs> <laughs> see where you're directing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you, man. And it's, it's definitely uh, like stretching is a major thing that you see a lot of people don't actually do with the training, right? Like, and the right stretches as well. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Sa- Sasha just showed me a few actually that's really helped. Like, obviously I got bursitis in my right, right, shoulder right. recently, um, like probably less than, well, less than a year ago now. And he gave me some good stretches to actually stretch out my shoulder and my chest and everything that it's, it's helped immensely in the last few weeks from when we yeah. caught up with him. So yeah. That's cool. Which that's has been cool. very beneficial. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I wish I knew these at the start. Like, why didn't my physio tell me these, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and you pay so much money to go see these physiotherapists and it's, it's, you know, you do your research to try and find the right one. You look up like obviously their qualifications and everything and their, their Google reviews, you know, but you, ne- you never quite know what you're getting, right? And Right. So an advice for everyone that sees a physio or chiropractor or osteopath, um, even a trainer, whenever you have goals or an, or an injury, something you want to you wanna fix or something you want to achieve, um, so you want to expect... Um, a certain amount of expertise from uh, the, the therapist. Yeah. But because it's a, um, it's a 20, 24 seven hour job on your own body to uh, either fix it or change it, um, your trainer or your therapist should give you homework. Like that's important. If you see, a, uh, uh, you went to see a physio, okay, he does some trigger points, you release or whatever. But if he doesn't say, okay, Dan, I want you to stretch this and this every day for a minute or what, it's not, it's not going to fix you, yeah. you know, he, he wants you to come back. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so the repetitive it, business cycle. So, yeah. Yeah. So his interest is more towards his business than towards your well-being. Yeah. And if, if, but if that physio is really, um, uh, his, his business is really more centered around, around your well-being and fixing you, it, it will pay off in your long term because, uh, you like, you're not going to refer any of your friends to this guy, right? Yeah. No, 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 not the guy that I saw, no. He he didn't fix you. No, not exactly. No, I I felt like I knew more than what he did with my stretches and how I should train in the rehabilitation. And it was sort of like he was just there to reassure me that I was on the right track, if you know what I mean, with what I was saying. Because I already do my research on it and stuff like that as well. I'm not qualified, but you can do your own research these days and you you find your way with it, you know. And, um, yeah, I felt like he was just reassured. Yeah, yeah, that should be good. Yeah, you could do that. Like, and I'm like, okay, but um, I'm – Advice from you, man. That's it, what it, I'm paying you it, here it, for. You shouldn't say you should. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe. And uh, yeah. he needs to know. He needs to. Yeah. And if he doesn't know, he needs to tell you. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Um, but go see this guy. He knows. Yeah. That's what I do with my clients. If yeah, so, okay. That's, uh, because I'm also a sport massage therapist. Okay, so yeah. uh, uh, I've got a certain scope of practice and uh, I'll work within that. And uh, if someone asks me to ma- manipulate their bones, that's not my job. I'm not a chiropractor. So yeah. uh, I know I took crack a back or, but I won't do it. No. You know, it's not, uh, you got just got to, you got to be honest with yourself. Yeah, that's right. And if it's out of your field of expertise, people actually, you know, that's great that you're genuine with them and you're like, no, no, I suggest you to go see this guy. You yeah. want the best for your clients. Right. And that's what will obviously, uh, is kept your clientele basis that you've right. got at the moment, being really honest with them and they're getting results with their training and everything like that. Like I've seen a few people, I've seen some of the transformations yeah. um, that have come down when, you know, come down for your birthdays and things like that. And yeah. I'm just like, wow, man, you got them looking good. And they're just so thankful and they're, they're lively. And I've seen like the progress from the year, you know, each time. Um, there's one, your female client, I forget. Leslie. Ta- yeah, Leslie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did great. But she's a good example of uh, someone that does the homework. So I, I train her a few times a week. Yep. I, and then the rest is just my recommendation. Okay, you need to eat this and you need to train 
uh, on those days, I need to do that, do this. Yeah. They commit hundred yep. percent to your session. It's great. It's good. But uh, going all the way when they go home the to follow the diet yeah. and everything like that. Cause I That's mean, right. obviously diet is 80% of it, right? Or would you say more? Oh, the, the diet and training, they're both 100%, yeah. you know, like yeah. it depends on the goals, you know, if you just want to, uh, if you want sport performance, the diet is not that important. I mean, you don't need to dial in the diet uh, to the T yeah. because you just want to be uh, faster or, or jump higher or whatever. But if you want to change your body physically, uh, being bigger or leaner or whatnot, then diet will be really important. Yeah. So, so as the training yeah. and, uh, and the recovery. I call it the three pillars of the three pillars of, of results. Yeah. Um, rest, training and diet. Yeah. That rest is a, is a key one that some of us don't get enough sleep and rest to actually yeah, for yeah. the muscles to do everything they need to and the body right. to actually recover. Right. I mean, I've been guilty of it before pushing it late nights. Yeah. No, not enough sleep. And as you said, rest is recovery and rest is also your stretching yeah. your your uh, trigger point your uh, foam rolling you're going to see a massage therapist not when you injured but before you injured you know like yeah. that kind of thing and um but we all learn the hard way you know we all yeah. only yes we do it's always just like you with acting for example uh, uh you can see an acting coach once a week but if you don't do the homework or if you don't practice your lines during the week or whatnot, your performance is not going to be good. That's right. The yeah. result is like anything, like in a business, uh, you can go to school and learn how to make the, the business work. But if you don't apply it day in, day out, it doesn't happen. What so it's the knowledge. Yeah. Right. So yep. in fitness, it's the same as everywhere else. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So speaking of diet and everything like that, yeah. you are vegan. Yeah. Which is, vegan. is amazing. And, um, you look amazing, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So how, how long have you been vegan for? That's going to be about eight years now. Eight years, yeah, going solid. And so how was your transition to going from vegan and what did you do and how, how did it affect your training and everything that you were doing? Um, yeah, my transition was pretty pretty much cold turkey. I just, uh, like I'm, I'm really uh, passionate about nutrition. Yeah. I'm reading always books about it and uh, – I've always self-educated myself, uh, self-educated uh, about nutrition. I, um, yeah, I've tried anything, you name it, I've tried it. Uh, and um, veganism was on the li- I mean, plant-based diet was, uh, veganism is a, it's also a, a way of life, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's anything, you know, like you, you close or whatnot. But if we talk about diet, yeah, uh, we can call it the, the vegan diet or the plant-based diet, you know, yep. when you're only, uh, your only source of food, it comes from plants. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So I, um, it was on my list. I was not in a rush to try it because I was a heavy eating a meat eater. Yeah. I was eating it every single day. Um, and I was back when I was living in NZ that I made the transition and, um, yeah, I read a cool book, a couple cool book about the, the whole science behind the plant-based diet. And, um, and I tried it. 30 days and I really enjoyed it. Uh, my recovery was great. Uh, my energy level was better. And uh, so I gave it another month and that other month became eight years, you know? So um, you gotta know what you're doing when you do it because there's supplements you're gonna have to take. You're gonna have to make sure you get every nutrients you need, especially if you train, not every day, but like five times a week. Yeah. And, uh, and you got a um, higher demand than the average person because you train, but it's possible. It's possible and, and it's, it feels great, you know? Yeah. 
especially changing um, when you're in New Zealand, mate. That's where some of the best meat's from. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that, I know. Yeah, what, what what was the thing that made you change then all of a sudden? Oh, that was just a couple of books I've told yeah, you. That so you read, one, yeah. one is called The China Study and the other one is The Starch Solution from Dr. McGoogle. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just curiosity mainly. So it was more for a selfish reason. It was for myself to yeah. start with. And throughout the year, throughout the years of being uh, plant-based or vegan, um, it became as well ethical, which helps to stick to it. If it was only for health reason or for my uh, own achievements, um, I could get away with eating meat a couple of times a year or even a couple of times a week or whatnot. You yeah, know, yeah. It wouldn't change anything on my blood or what, whatnot. You know, I'm not going to go into details. But uh, now it became ethical as much as it, as it is for my health. So. Yeah. So when you say supplements, because I've seen that before with a few people that have tried it for a little while and they were they were really struggling, like um, getting sick all the time or just didn't have the wow. energy. But um, yeah, what sort of supplements do you take then to actually get your health in, in line with basing around the plant-based diet? Um, so supplements really uh, depends on individuals. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I'd, uh, I, obviously uh, if you want me to reply for myself, um, it depends. Uh, it all depends of. Uh, the, I'm I'm really pretty religious as well. Even before I was a vegan, with my blood test, I do a frequent blood test uh, every every few months. Okay. I like I like to know where all my levels are. I'm, I'm a bit yeah. of a. Uh, I say um, I'm really. Um, yeah, I'm really anal when it comes to fitness. You know, I yeah. want I want to know everything yeah, and I yeah. track everything. Yeah, I track my performance. I uh, track my blood test. For me, it's all it all comes together. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's easier. I can see my zinc is a bit low, my iron is a bit low, my B12 is low. I know straight away. So you adjust that, yeah. And adjust it. Yeah. Most of people don't know. Yeah. They're like, oh, I feel like shit. But they don't know if it's, uh, uh, it could be the B12, it could be the iron, could be just because they're sick, they call it, they, because they go late at night and yeah. they drink, yeah. you know? So a uh, huge thing for fitness, yeah. Yeah, well, so, so if if the people you know felt like shit, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I need to, I need to look what they ate. Yeah, I need to see the whole picture. Yeah. Uh, uh, once again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, nutri <laughs> yeah. nutri a qualified nutritionist. Uh, well, I know a little bit. I've been doing it for a little while. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I use like on and off. I would use um, zinc, iron, magnesium. Uh, um, what else? Uh, vitamin K sometimes. Uh, most uh, vitamin Bs, uh, creatine, uh, B12, obviously. But most of them, I would use them on a non-vegan diet as well. You know, you got to remember when you train a lot, uh, sometimes the uh, the common diet is just not enough. You need yeah. you need a little bit of more of this or a little bit more of that, you know, your, your muscles deplete really quickly of its uh, vitamins, minerals, and and um, yeah, you got to supplement yourself. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing that I've found that uh, like some of the podcasts that I've listened to and things like that with people that have like, been large meat eaters from before and then they've switched to the, the vegan or plant-based diet. Some really interesting things that I've heard and what they've said, and you can clearly see it in them from um, – videos before and things like that is that they've said that they feel so much better, like their energy levels have increased and they just feel more connected with their body and things like that. I mean, was there something like that for you when you initially changed from? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like you feel, um, 
I feel, I feel like obviously you got to do it within um, uh, healthy food. You can be a shit vegan. Like I mean, in a, in a, in a sense, like you can have a shit um, plant-based diet. Yeah, yeah, You can yeah, have yeah. a really crap one with, yeah. uh, I don't know, like just processed bread with margarine and Vegemite, you know, like this is might taste good, but that's vegan, but it's not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know? see what you mean. Yeah. It's um, kind of the junk food part of. Right. Yeah. So you can feel amazing on a, on a non-vegan diet. Yeah. Um, but but I was, like, to give you my example, I was clean. Uh, I mean, I was, I was eating a clean non-vegan diet and I just transitioned to a um, clean vegan diet. And I, it's true. I felt better on a clean vegan diet. Yeah. And I felt more energized. I was actually increasing my carbs and uh, I think Carbs have a really bad rep in our society lately. Um, I think they're really important, really, really important, especially for uh, athletes or uh, even fitness enthusiasts that go to the gym yeah. weekly or daily or what. Your body burns a lot of carbs. You need carbs uh, produce energy, right, for the body when they're burning it. Yeah, so the thing is- The uh, right you, carbs though. Yeah, yeah well, and any carbs will be used as energy. Uh, and if you use too much, of course, you can, uh, uh, and any nutrients will store if you if you have too much of it. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of people who come and say, oh, but if you're keto, you can create energy with fats. It's true. I'm not denying that. It's just it's just a pain in the ass, you know. Like before your body turns into a ketosis, you got to go without any carbs. Like it's 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 hard, you know. And and if you want quick carbs for your brain, you know you. you you know, I mean, quick glucose, quick sugar for your brain, you need carbs, you know? So it's uh, it's all right if you have um, a desk job. I think keto diet could work, could work if you have a um, if you have a desk job and if you hate carbs. Yeah. But who, who hate carbs? Yeah, know? no, carbs I think is, everybody car- loves carbs. Carbs is, carbs is awesome. Yeah. And carbs, is, it's really important. It, it's always, see, um, we talk about metabolism. People say, oh, my, I got a slow metabolism. That's why I don't lose body fat. Or, or someone like me will say, oh, I've got a really fast metabolism. And uh, no matter what I eat, I mean, no matter how much I eat, uh, I'll drop body fat really easily, yeah. you know? Um, but the metabolism is something you can change with, within, uh, uh, with your diet. And um, see your metabolism as a fire I, just, I like to use that analogy and carbs as piece of woods. Yeah. And, um, and if you throw a piece of woods in your fire, you will make it big, you know? Yeah. And if you want a fast metabolism, a big fire, something that always works really fast and, and efficiently, throw some, throw some wood, throw some carbs in it. You know, if you stop, you'll feel it straight away. I, I can ask anyone. Uh, listen right now to try or if they have tried already a um, couple of days without any carbs uh, you'll, you'll everything will slow down yeah yeah you're foggy you're like oh shit and people say oh it's just because you're releasing your toxins it can be true if you have an an unhealthy diet to start with but um i feel most most people even if they're healthy will feel flat with no carbs yeah. i feel flat with no carbs yeah um, yeah, no, that's a good point. But what, what would you say like a really good carbs then obviously, because you, you say you can have shit carbs, right? And they yeah. aren't going to be good for your body then. Oh, I mean, any, any carbs will be used as energy. Yeah. But it depends. Like for me, like a donut, it's, uh, I don't, I don't need donut, even if there's vegan donut. Yeah. Um, 
uh, we got to remember donut is maybe 40% fat, uh, 40% carbs and maybe 10%, uh, I mean, uh, 20% protein or whatever, yeah. uh, what is in it. So you're not only getting the carbs when you, when you eat a donut, no, it's processed. So anything processed pretty much is, uh, is a bit of a, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right, but it's not the best source of carbs, you yeah. know? So my favorite source of carbs would be, um, yeah, whole food, like, um, any fruits, uh, any starch, like potatoes, sweet potatoes, and even rice, pasta. Um, if you're gluten intolerant, well, you get gluten-free pasta or yeah. something like that. Everybody loves pasta. Yeah. I love sweet potato. It, it is obviously pasta is processed. It yeah. doesn't grow from the ground, but it's like there's two, in, two ingredients to the list, you know, it's like wheat and salt maybe, or whatever, they, however they, they make each pasta, but yeah. So for you, what got you into food and nutrition and training? I know you're a huge Arnold Arnie fan. Yeah. Is that, is that, was that a huge influence for you when you were younger growing up? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just a uh, uh, natural I'm, Adonis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, um, well, I'm just, I guess my, my background is boxing. Uh, I yeah. used to do boxing back in France. And um, yeah, just when I started to, to, to train, it was for me, it was just a normal thing to, to eat right. When I was maybe 15, 16, I started to really be cautious, cautious about what I ate and track most of what I ate. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I, I, back then at some stuff, I didn't know much about nutrition, but I was still, I uh, used them uh, the small knowledge I had to to keep track or to uh, yeah. I was just interesting into it, you know. Because you were trying to make a weight class, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, it was not too bad. I was uh, uh, I didn't have to make a weight. Like yeah. I was, uh, I think I was fighting at eighty nine or ninety, which was a um, heavy amateur. Yeah, ninety one or yeah, I can't exactly remember. Um, but. Um, yeah, I didn't have to to make a weight. I didn't have to eat more or less. Uh, like some of my friends had to to be Just really, really strict. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was easy for me being uh, uh, in front. So I was already really lean and being tall. Most yeah. of French people are not at all. So uh, if I was ninety one tall, the opponent will be ninety one short, and yeah. uh, it will be good for me. I keep Box my I, I keep my nose. Yeah, you know? yeah. So how long were you actually boxing for? And when did you start? Um, started, well, I started martial arts when I was, uh, 10, 11. And then I, I, I drifted into boxing maybe at 15. Yeah. And I did it for, uh, seven years or something like that. Yeah. Up until uni, I did a little bit in, uh, in NZ actually with, uh, David Tua. Oh, really? In his gym. Tua in, man. In Onehunga. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I trained, I trained with him. Yeah. Because I did my last fight in was an amateur yeah. exhibition uh, match in, in NZ in Auckland, yeah. which I lost, uh, but it was, it was a long, it's a long story. It was a, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, that's fair, bro. That's fair. Man, I used to watch David Tour fight all the time with yeah. my old man. Yeah, yeah, sit down and watch those. I love watching the heavyweights bang. He's a machine. Oh, he's awesome, man. And you never know with those guys because it's just at any moment there could be a second in the fight and he just lands that right hand on someone yeah. and knocks them out. Like yeah. he, he was... Oh, the Tourminator, that's right. what they used to call yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. But his gym was amazing, man. It was, yeah, okay. it was like a, 
like a small warehouse kind of kind of gym in Honeunga, uh, South Auckland. Hope people uh, don't know. And um, it was great. It's just great vibe. Uh, like it was, it was. It looked all school. So it was a cool, cool, cool gym. You know, I find it really different than in France when when it comes to the the, the training because in France we have. Uh, um, most of boxing boxing gyms are um, uh, uh, paid by the government. Yeah. So you pay a small fee okay. for the year, the, your insurance, and you train every single night. Yeah. And the coach is paid by the government, by the city, to train you. So um, uh, so it was a bit, a bit strange at the beginning. At the, you, had to, you had to pay a little bit more in order to, to train more uh, in NZ. Yeah. Like, uh, but I, I guess... Uh, uh, also, it makes sense if you want to train with a, with a champion. Yeah, know. that's right. Yeah. 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 I wonder if, because uh, he used to be, or manage, I don't know if it was his manager actually, um, his coach at one point, like Kevin Barry used to be his coach, quite a famous right. um, guy I in the know. industry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if he had anything to do with it, but I think they split up a little bit after, oh, after okay. a while. Yeah. And he was uh, with a few other fighters, but I think he's still in the business. But yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Do you still follow boxing now? Or? No, not at not all. Not really. Not yeah. at all. Uh, like, yeah. uh, honestly, I don't have the time. I don't follow the news. I don't follow, uh, I, I follow a bit of surfing. Yeah. I like to watch uh, the crazy uh, uh, big waves they have around at the moment. The a, big wave surfers. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a nice season at the moment. They're like, there's some big swells yeah. in Portugal or even in Hawaii. It's, like, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah. just watching it. Uh, and but you'll Those see what's crazy, yeah. Man. But when I'll take you surfing a little bit more, you'll even even if you surf uh, something that's three or four foot, you know, you're already like, oh, okay, you feel the power of the ocean. But yeah, this guy says surf like 50 to 60, oh, 60 foot. This like building thing swallows you up yeah. as, as high as it's building sometimes, you know, yeah, like it's, yeah. it is crazy. It is crazy, yeah. But that's entertaining for me, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't follow any, anything else, yeah, right, uh, yeah, because there's a sick fight on next weekend. Oh, what is it? Uh, Dante Wilder, the American with the crazy knockout power, freakish, yeah. What was what, what 40, 40 and 0 heavyweights? Oh, heavyweights, I love the heavyweights, yeah, man. Yeah, that's Dante Wilder fighting Tyson Fury, oh, the Tyson King. Fury. Okay, yeah. okay, oh, but dude, that, that guy can box. They had their first fight like a year ago, probably now, and. Tyson Fury hadn't fought for a very long time and right. he was champion at one point, be it Klitschko. And he got his belt and just sort of once he once he won that fight, he sort of, that was his goal, you know, he didn't have anything left. He didn't even know what he was living for anymore. Just started drinking all the time. Really? Drugs went completely off the rails, man. Sure. Like long story short, he was in a Ferrari at one point going super, super fast, straight for a bridge, just wanted to end his life and something just, just, just hit it and something you know, snapped in him that he didn't want to, you know, he, he found something to live for eventually. Wow. He threw it all the way. He had kids, everything, man. Crazy. And, um, he had kids and yeah, then, yeah, and, 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 and didn't even want to, yeah, wow. still live for that. And yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I, you know, like he's fighters, man. Like you don't know they, yeah, they're yeah. doing it. It's a crazy, you know, crazy thing they do. Right. Um, fighting at that level as well, especially the heavyweights. Um, it's a dangerous sport, but, uh, yeah. And something snapped at him later on, like he had some calling, um, but that's, you know, that's a whole nother story for itself. But yeah, he got back, he got back in. He was like, what was he like three or 400 pounds or something crazy? Yeah, it, it was it was quite a lot. He was wet, and and they were giving him shit. Like I think it was Dante Wilder's coach or something. They were calling out saying he's not going to come back. He's not mm -hmm. going to do anything, you know. Um, and he ended up like yeah, just something snapped in him. Ended up losing all the weight, take, taking a few fights. But his main fight coming back was this fight with Dante Wilder, 
and they set it up. It went 12 rounds. No one had gone like 12 rounds with Dante Wilder. He knocks everyone out. Like he's is, is like 41 and one and 40, uh, 39 of those are knockouts. Sure. And one was a decision draw that they ended up having in 12 rounds. And wow. he, he knocked Tyson Fury out like twice in the fight knocked him down the last round. He just rose from the dead, like with like eight, nine seconds on the count, came back and actually ended up boxing him and, and they he won that round and they, they called it a draw. Like wow, it was a crazy that's, fight, that's, man. That's crazy, it, it was man. It was awesome to watch, but it really um, lit the heavyweight um, fighting back up again on the map, if you know what I mean. There was always Anthony Joshua, the English right. fighter that had like three belts and holding on to it and kind of- What happened with him? He's still well, fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still got it. And well, recently after that fight, that kind of lit it back up again. He had a fight. He was supposed to fight uh, another American fighter, Baby Miller, uh, Brooklyn Baby Miller, whatever his name was, um, Jarrell. Yeah, Big Baby Miller, that's his name. Big fact you know large guy yeah. um and he got like tested positive for some sub substances or something and they got andy ruiz a mexican fighter to come in like last minute like two three weeks out from the fight and he ended up knocking joshua out wow and won all three of his belts and Jeez. yeah when and was that that was only probably eight months ago now probably wow. i would say and they've recently just fought again and AJ came back different. Like he, he knocked him down in the round. Then he came back in about the third or fourth, fifth round and sort of knocked Joshua down a bit, got back up and ended up, yeah, knocking him down again and knocked him out. And Jeez. yeah, he won all the belts. Wow. Crazy, like second or first ever Mexican champion. Yeah. And so they recently had a rematch like a month ago. Right. And so he was partying it up a little bit. Everyone was yeah, like, oh, yeah. he's going to come back. He's a tubby dude. Like you wouldn't even know. He's probably ripped He's ripped under that fat, got really fast hands, yeah. can box, can really, really box. He actually fought Joseph Parker, the New Zealand guy. He, that was his only other loss other than that. Um, and who actually fought AJ and AJ got one of his belts. Right. Um, and then, yeah, they fought, he won. And then they just fought again recently. And AJ seemed to really have obviously t taken the loss heavily, lost all his belts and everything. And he came in and he was he was like ducking and diving and weaving like Muhammad Ali kind of thing, a big heavyweight doing that. And yeah, he won. And, but wow. Andy Ruiz threw it away. Like he came in with more weight than he had before. Like, yeah. and word was that he didn't even really train for it. He was out partying with his new status, you know, it, you know, like all that it factor and all that energy on him kind of got to him and he was lapping up and he's probably never had it before, you know, in his life, not like that level either, which not many That's people crazy, would man. get. That's cool. And yeah, that was cool, man. So yeah, they're going to, they're fighting next weekend, next Sunday. I'll be watching that shit for sure. Nice, nice. But yeah, Dante Wilder and Tyson Fury rematch. Cool. Hmm. You bet that you put money. No, nah, I'm not really a gambler. Like I'd gamble like with friends. Like, oh, do you want to do this? Do you want to do right, that? Right. You know. But see, there's, see, there's Tyson Fury. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. No, another guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so that's crazy. From that's the transformation. <laughs> Drinking all the beers, having a few pints down the pub. Um, but yeah. So yeah, you've been doing some acting, obviously lately as well. You just. Jumped, yeah. off, jumped off a film, was it um, last year sort of thing? Towards yeah. the end of the year last year. F first feature, was it? Uh, first first, first uh, speaking, speaking role, role in, in, a feature. in a feature. Yeah. 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 So how did that all go for you? Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, I, I was really lucky. I had uh, a scene partner that was uh, like in the, in the storyline. I mean, uh, uh, the two characters were always together. Yeah. So two agents and... Uh, and uh, and Andrew the Andrew Fraser the uh, the actor that was with me, what a great connection! So it was made it way easier. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, it was it was a great experience. It wasn't a, a big budget film, so um, everybody had to um, kind of um, uh, drive their own uh, yeah, their yeah. own way to the uh, location. You're in like the indie film game. That's that's right. how it goes. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was great because you yeah. feel more part of it, and yeah. uh, everybody's chipping in a little bit, and um, with either the performance or uh, whatever you know, yeah, and um, and a few. Quite a few local people were on the film, and um, it was great to uh, see some old faces and uh, shoot uh, with some good friends of mine. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was a great experience. The character that I had to play was uh, was uh, was was cool. I liked him a lot. So, yeah. uh, so you said you were playing an agent, was it? Yeah, like a corrupted agent. Yeah. Um, police force agent. Yeah, yeah, and because I was French, I didn't have to. Uh, uh, because I'm French and the character was French as well, uh, I didn't have to change my accent or uh, yeah. So it was it was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Was no pressure. It was good. Yeah. But if you had to sum up the film, what would you sort of say that it's all about? Because um, Jeremy's the writer director, obviously, of this right. film that we're both friends with, and yeah. um, I've done a bunch of films with him as well. And he's going to come on the podcast in a couple cool. of weeks, so cool. like he he can talk the house say, down. You know what he's like. Say hi, say hi from me. Oh uh, well, he'll come and, in the room uh, with his big dick energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was classic the other day. Yeah, uh, but um, yeah, well, he'll tell you more about it. But yeah. uh, to summarize, it's uh, it's uh, it's happening on a Gold Coast, and there is a. Uh, I'm really bad at summarizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'll let him do the work. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually a great, uh, uh, a great script. Um, He's you know, a fantastic you, writer. Yeah, you know that Jeremy is really into his uh, uh, Tarantino's, and yeah. he he, uh, he, d- he doesn't mind taking pieces of different movies. And even I've got a I've got a scene uh, in it, and it's like almost word by word uh, a scene from American Psycho. So uh, so. He, when you read the script, you're like, oh, I've seen this somewhere. And then you're like, okay, he took it from that movie. Yeah. Just, he puts uh, his own twist on what he's trying, what he's course. doing. Yeah, yeah, Of course, yeah, the characters yeah. are different, but it's like a really similar. And Tarantino does the same and it, yeah. works, it works out. You can see where they got the inspiration from, but the, yeah. he's put his own creative and twist it, on everything. And yeah. I feel like it's a little bit of a tribute. He does, yeah. he, like I think Jeremy does that with the, the, the movies he really likes. Yeah, the and genres t- and everything. Yeah, yeah, he pays homage to it, yeah. And Tarantino does the same. And it's not a style for everyone, yeah. so, uh, but I think it's great. Uh, I really like Tarantino's movies. Yeah. And um, even if they can be really violent, uh, I think it's good. It's the, it's the uh, movies is a, is a place when you can express yourself yeah. and, and go a bit, you know, uh, outside of the, uh, the norm and, uh, and not, not be afraid of shocking people, not be afraid of offending people. Mm. Uh, because it's it's a movie at the end of the day. It's just it's like a book. It's just images of a book. Yeah, you don't you don't hear many people complaining about books, but you always hear people complaining about movies being too much this or too much that. I mean, it's it, like they can do whatever the, the fuck they no, want to do. You know, it's, a, it's an art form, and that's artistic violence that he's generally doing. Like he's and he's doing it for a reason. Sometimes it's like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he had that fight with. Um, Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt's awesome in it, by the way. Bruce. Just won the Oscar, yeah, yeah. best supporting actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Bruce, his character yeah. on Bruce Lee, and he's a stunt guy. But it's like, and, and I found an interesting twist on it that someone said the other day. It's like that once upon a time in Hollywood, it's like if you were in Hollywood and you, you hear all these stories all the time about everything that goes on, you know, like this person did this and that, like it's generally to- told. And it's like, 
you know, like obviously, you know, how stories get created and someone's talking to this person and things get added on, you know, like this happened. And that's sort right. of, it's kind of like in that mindset of like, this is Hollywood and this is what happens, if you know what I mean. Like someone may have just thrown a punch at Bruce Lee at some point. It's not necessarily like that's the exact thing that happened in real life, but yeah. it's his interpretation of something happened once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, well, uh, it was a great scene, I remember. And But before I saw the movie, um, I try to not to block. I don't like to get spoiled. I don't even. I don't even watch Shredder. When I decide yeah. to, to watch a movie, I, I That's know it. I, you're I know, going to watch it. I know yeah. I want to watch it. But yeah. I remember before the movie, I've heard that uh, uh, Bruce Lee's family was offended, and uh, there was like, "Oh, this is not right," or whatnot. Yeah, there was a lot and, of shit about that. Yeah, and um, then when I saw the movie, uh, I I got why. But once again, you know. Yeah, you know it's a. It's uh, a every, everybody knows yeah. that Bruce Lee is a great was was a great guy and yeah. uh, an amazing martial artist, really, yeah. really humble person. He never never bragged about anything, and um, and that's that's okay. It's okay then to uh, to make a movie about it, you know. I yeah. mean, to make a to make a, a fictional uh, Bruce Lee because everything is fictional in that movie. Even the ending yeah. is not is not that's not what happened in real life. The, yeah, that's not factual. Yeah. So Bruce and Lee, it's a, one Bruce, hell of an ending as well. Yeah, <laughs> and what what Bruce Lee did is not what happened in real life either. So it's it's all good. It's yeah. no problem if everything of the movie is exactly what happened in real life, but the Bruce Lee part was. Then, then I understand. Yeah, we, you we can understand say, the oh, outrage. We, yeah, we could tell you. Okay, well, Tarantino, that's a bit, you know, a bit uh, on the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a brilliant film. <laughs> that flamethrower at the end and the dog attacking the chick, and she still feels like the dog's on top of her when she goes yeah. into the pool. <laughs> she's like fighting it off still, and she's not even like nothing's happening, but her head's on fire. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Spoiler alert: probably shouldn't have said that too much, but I'm sure if you haven't seen that film by now, what are you doing? <laughs> too bad for you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's awesome, man. So you've done a bit of modeling as well, right? Well, yeah, a little bit. Back back in my uni days. Back in uni days, yeah. Yeah, it was not something I aspired to be, but it, yeah. it just happened um, when I was living in, in Paris, London or Amsterdam. I was lucky enough to uh, be in those uh, main cities in, in Europe when I studied, when I was, when, when I studied in, when I was young. So yeah, uh, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I was always too big to do any uh, uh, fashion uh, yeah. uh, modeling. I just did a bit of commercial stuff. Yeah, mainly uh, underwear model. <laughs> <laughs> not mainly, but not, yeah. I didn't do much. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool, man. So yeah, so what's next for you, man? So you're concentrating on the business, you're gonna keep that going? Yeah, this year I really wanna, there's so many uh, uh, little goals I have this year and uh, yeah, just I really want to increase my uh, uh, the variety of source of in, sources of income yep. this year. I think it's fun just for the fun of it. Uh, I'm not I'm not really superficial. I'm not uh, chasing a big car. I mean, uh, I've got a big car, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not chasing a fast car. Not chasing it because I've already got it. <laughs> <laughs> not an expensive one yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just for the just for the heck of uh, having goals and. Um, and and keep thriving for them. I think what's that's what life is all about. Exactly. You know, it's just yeah. uh, uh, always finding new. Like uh, I recently had a good mate of mine saying, oh, "So what's you? If you had one goal, what is it?" You know, like uh, uh, I think I always had like goals that push me towards a certain direction in life, but they change 
Yeah. Like the reason why I moved overseas uh, is because I moved to NZ and uh, I was doing personal training there. I just wanted to get better in my English and all that stuff. And my, my, my main goal back then was to be a um, uh, like a star trainer in, in, in Hollywood. Okay, yeah. I got no desire whatsoever to be that today, you know? Yeah. It was my, my dream yeah. 12 years ago, right? But now it's like, it's the most boring thing I could ever think about, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I've been to LA in the holidays and it's fine. It's a, uh, and I'm speaking for myself, LA is a great city if, you, if you're on holidays. But otherwise, uh, I think we, we got really good on here in Australia. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so as well. Yeah, it's, um, it's another world over there. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just too busy. It's yeah. too, too expensive uh, to... Uh, to to spread out um, and um, yeah, it's just, it just doesn't, doesn't fit my lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, each to their own as well. Right, 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 right. Like, you know, people that are there are generally there for a purpose, right? It's um, amazing weather as well. It's hot all the time, hardly yeah. ever rains, but yeah. they're generally there chasing a dream, right? I mean, that's oh, 100%. The, the Hollywood appeal, you know, um, and you put up with a lot of shit yeah. in between that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got it's an expensive risk. place to live though. Yeah, I've got right, huge yeah. respect for people. I'm just saying for myself. Yeah, you yeah, know, of like, course. I'm, yeah. Just, yeah. I'm just explaining how goals can change, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so to reply to your question at the moment, it's really about uh, uh, ticking boxes and, um, uh, and keep growing in uh, what I've started last year and what I'm going to start this year. So um, yeah. a few online businesses. I uh, always, even when I was uni, made some pocket money selling stuff online. And so I, I did it before anyone did it, you know? Yeah. And um, and I kind of want to do it again, and but more seriously. So Yeah. So is that buying certain things and selling them online? Is that what you, mm -hmm. yeah? More niche objects? Or? Yeah, oh, definitely. Just like collectible stuff that mm. I used to collect when I was a teenager. Yeah. I'm talking about 13, 14, 15 years, even yeah, okay. before eBay was in, in France. Yeah. yeah, well, we had we had an auction website like eBay. It was another name and it got bought by eBay, I don't know, in 2006 or seven. Yeah, but, right, right. But uh, early 2000s, I was yeah, collecting shit and uh, buying them from Japan and selling them in France. We got a huge market about Japanese um, collectible stuff in France. So, uh, yeah, okay. uh, I was just at the beginning, I was just buying them for myself. And then I was out a few extras and I sell them and I was like, Oh, well, I can actually make a good, good margin here. So yeah, yeah. Uh, then it became a, uh, a little hobby and it's, yeah. it's so much fun when you sell something that you enjoy. Yeah. So, um, so this year that's what I want to do again. So, uh, I got a few, a few ideas. I'll tell you more about it when it's, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, like uh, when we're not solid. live and people can't steal your ideas. No, yeah, no, yeah. it's just when it's actually. Uh, I don't talk about something until mm. it, it happened. No, I, I, yeah, I get you on that one, and that's it's a very respectable thing, and it's um something that's different from person to person, right? There's a lot yeah. of people that'll just talk a big game and and not actually back it up with what they're doing, and they have always oh. a lot to say, but yeah, yeah, or they, or they back it up, but yeah. it, it's. Uh, uh, it's just for me. It's just something. It's not even superstitious or anything. It's just uh, uh, I got nothing to talk about. It's not there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just an idea. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I got ideas all the time, but I'm not yeah. gonna. We, we could talk and bore bored every, everyone for an hour with all my ideas. <laughs> oh, your, you know? your ideas, yeah. Or yours. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's um, <laughs> there's plenty of those. No, it's right though. When you get those uh, creative sparks, you always have a lot of them. But it, it, it's important to get them down 
organically right. and then you can go back to them later because I don't know if you find that when the idea pops in your mind, it kind of consumes your mind for a while and you're always thinking about that idea and it's like if you don't get it down, it's really hard to go back to that organic state again to really bring it back up in your mind. What do you mean? Uh, like I mean, if I, I <laughs> so if I get if I get too, an idea, you do, of so, you do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, If I get an idea about something that sparks in my mind, I can see like an avenue where that could be something that I'm interested in getting into, and I'm just like, oh my god, like my mind's consumed by it, and I can't yeah. carry on and focus with what else I'm doing. You know, oh, like yeah, okay. like working or training or whatever okay. like that. Like I, I find it's really good to get that idea down. Um, so you can come back to it later, like in its organic state, like it'll jog your memory back again since you, right. you, you write it down like a thought or voice it. I mean, now these days with phones and everything, you can voice um, like ideas and you can go, oh, okay, now I understand the wavelength that I was on before. Yeah. And it sparks back in your mind again, like that organic thought right. that came to you. Yeah, no, it's true. But yeah. it, dep- it depends how busy you are with oh, things. Of course, yeah. Like at the moment, it's I've got a really good balance of life. And when I've got an idea that, uh, I, I get into work and yeah. I, I get started. Yeah. And when you get, uh, this is the main thing, you know, for anyone who listens, if they want to do something, it just starts. And it's just like, you know, once the train starts to go, you know, it's just, it just even as slow as it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as you go forward, it's, yeah. it's, it will happen eventually. Yeah. The main thing is starting it and yeah, just yeah. getting, and getting some, um, getting some momentum, momentum going with yeah, that yeah. idea. Yeah. As soon as you start like writing something down, the main thing, even if you're writing very little down or it's not quality, it'll eventually come out once you start and you push yourself to actually start something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's right. It's um same with uh, like writing jokes lately. Um, that's, a, that's another thing that I mean with like the ideas coming to me, like I'm just yeah. in the gym and I'll just think of this thought process and I'm like, and I've got this premise and I'm like, I gotta get that down. Like I'm yeah, gonna forget yeah, yeah. it later. Like exactly how like the organic state um, that yeah, it was wow. in. Yeah, like it happened to me the other day. Like I haven't gone up since the first two times I did stand up, and I'm like, you got to do it, man. Stop using the excuse that you're working on the podcast or behind the scene. I'm like, just ring up and try and get a spot, which is hard. You got to sit on the phone for like ten minutes trying to get it. Sometimes right here anyway. Um, and I did. I got a spot, and it's like, and then they gave it to me, and it's on the first of March right on my birthday and I'm wow. like I'm not saying no who cares it's yeah, all good I'm doing course. this you know I've, I've got the spot and literally five minutes later I just think of this idea yeah and I'm like well this is actually pretty funny like I think this could be actually my best joke that I've done like done cool. yeah and I start I'm just like just just sitting on the bed I'm that guy like with my phone in my hand getting yeah, the bed yeah. and I'm just like writing it out and I'm laughing to myself and I'm like oh shit I think I got a good opening yeah, joke because you, you started you made a phone call exactly that, yeah that's that the first step to do you know and then like oh I got a fuck I got a, a show in a, in a month and now I gotta make the jokes yeah that's, that's it, awesome, man. Man. and it just because the cogs start turning you know it's like they're just sitting there before and you're not using that portion of your brain if you know what i mean right but as soon as i took that first step they just start working over again in the background and then it's like boom joke and i'm like okay now they start spinning and i'm like and then i'm sitting on there for like 10 minutes writing out this joke and i'm like oh shit okay is it um improv as well do you can, can, um, can, can you interact with the crowd you definitely could um you, you can you can do basically whatever you want up there like there's, there's a guy that's so good at the uh, um chris delia do you know him chris delia yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. oh he's hilarious when, when he starts to go on the crowd man it's yeah just, uh, um, i feel like they all have certain set jokes in the direction they want to go yeah. to oh yeah like, yeah like the, if a guy's a beard there's always some guy with a beard in the crowd yeah yeah so they're oh you beard and they make, make a joke about yeah. a beard right yeah but uh, and but he looks it feels great because uh it, 
it looks like it's on the spot. Yeah. Oh, they, it's like go-to jokes that they have in the background if they want to yeah. if they want to bring something up, and that, that's called doing crowd work. Okay. And um, you're right though. There's generally there's always a female in the audience that you can direct it to, and generally they do the front row because they express something that everyone's laughing because they're taking you know they're taking the yeah, piss yeah. out of them or what have you. But yeah, they generally go in with like a set. Like basically, you'd start like these like the open mics that I'm going to when you start, you got like five, six minutes. So you're trying jokes out there and see what works. And it takes you a long period. Of, well, you know, it depends how good you are or what have you, but, and your audience it's different each time. Um, but you start trialing things and seeing what works, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, I can use that next time. And then you start to use it and you work it out and it flows a bit better. And then you're like, okay, now I understand how this joke works properly. I've got this one now. And that's how they start building that material up yeah. to their bigger shows and their theaters. And then they do arenas, you know, if you're massive. Um, but Chris D'Elia is hilarious, yeah. man. His Instagram is awesome. You follow him on Instagram or anything? No, no I shouldn't. Oh, oh man, he's I got will. some great videos. But he is, he's one of the, he's one of the real top comics going around yeah. in America. Yeah, yeah. I've heard him on some podcasts, man. I, I was listening to it in the gym and I almost dropped the weight on my face. I was laughing so hard. Oh, shit. It, it was hilarious. He was on the fighter and the kid with Brendan Sharp and Brian Callen. Um, Ex UFC fighter gone to comedian Brendan yeah. Sharp and Brian Callen, like used to be on Entourage and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, the guy that played the two twin brothers. Do you remember that? One of the agents that used to be in Ari's office, but he's hilarious anyway. Yeah, but he's a good comedian anyway as well, but he was just ragging on Brian Kellen this one time and it just wouldn't let up for like 40 minutes. And it, <laughs> I, I was in tears, man, laughing in the gym. Yeah, I, I was doing like presses and I almost dropped it straight on my face. Why do you listen to podcasts in the gym? That's my question. Because I've got addicted to them. That's okay. why I ended up doing one myself. Like literally, like it took me years and this guy like bagging on to me, get, get, in, get into them, get into them. And I just, once I... Sat, once I, well not sat down and listened to them, I listen to them at work when I can get away with it or at home when I'm cooking dinner, just stuff like that. Rather, it gets me watching TV, you know, it gets me off from that. I find them very interesting with the guests that they have on and I get a lot from them. So I just started going and then I just got, went deep in it, man. It's like most things I do, I get addicted to it, you know yeah, what I mean? And so, cool. it, but yeah, it's been really interesting. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, like leg day, man, I need to put music on because I need that extra like switch of motivation sometimes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They just took over what I was doing, my media my media platform of listening to everything, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You excused. <laughs> You're like, what do you listen to podcasts <laughs> in the gym? What do you listen? What Are you listening to music or are you – because you see those guys that just don't listen to anything and just train. Yeah, well, I mean, um, music can be great. Uh, I, lo I, I like to listen to music and because I've got my own studio now, I can crank up whatever music I oh, feel. Oh, of course, I feel, yeah, I in the like. background, yeah. But no music is good as well. Um, the most important thing when you train, I think, is the listening to your voice in your head. You know, that's yeah, the, that's the one that makes you really push push harder. But the music gets you going as well. Yeah, if like let's say you you be tired or whatever, like mm. it's if it's good music, something that you like, something that your your body responds to. Yes, a vibration. You know, yeah, stimulates your mind and your and your body yeah. follows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with you know listening to music when you train. I think it's a great, great. Uh, it can be just as powerful as a pre-workout. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. That's what I find when I switch to that. I'm like, geez, I should start listening to music again because I'm mm, training yeah. harder. I'm more focused on what I'm doing. I guess that I'm not listening to the podcast yeah. and interested in what they're talking about. You know. 
Um, but also, so it stops people talking to me yeah. in the gym, you know what I mean? They always want to have a chat and I'm really Hard guilty for that sometimes. But there's a lot of people that do it. Sometimes I'll have my headphones in without yeah. anything on, man. If they, you know, like, and just so they don't talk to me, you know, so I can focus in on what I'm doing because you know it's important, like, to, because that's something that you can get distracted. And when you're, you're tired and you're training or you're, you're not quite there mentally and you want to be focusing on actually activating those muscles, when you're training, right, what you're training and you can, you know, if you're training chest and you're not quite activating it properly and your shoulders are taking over, things like that, it can be, um, yeah, no, you can injure yourself quite easily. Yeah, or just if you, um, you're in a zone and all of a sudden someone talks to you and like, you're ready for your set, but like that voice that for me is like a little voice inside of my head and I start to talk and to someone else and then as I sit, uh, it's hard to get back in the zone in a train, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, um, it's a good, it's a good excuse to, uh, to, uh, to not talk to people if you have it set. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, once again, I've got the luxury of having my own studio. So, yeah, uh, yeah. no one's there to talk to me. Man, that must be awesome. Just being yeah. able to just go through the door in your own house and then you're like, boom, yeah, just get uh, it done. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been really motivating actually. I thought, I thought I would have joined the gym by now, by now. Yeah. Uh, but, um, I don't want to. I yeah, I'm really. Uh, I can train at the time I want, and I'm. Uh, I stay really centered in my workout, and I keep making progress. So, uh, I'm happy. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, how did you go to, like setting everything up though? Like with your training equipment, did you order that all online? Like what sort? Of- yeah, uh, like I've been. Uh, uh, I took all my measurements. Uh, I knew what I wanted. Yeah, uh, there's so much thing I want, but it's uh, just. Uh, that much I can fit, right? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, took all the measurements. I um, uh, it took me a couple of days to work on the on the space and decide where uh, I'm going to put this and if I can do I do I get room for this and that and 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 then I started to just source uh, equipment from um, uh, anywhere from online to uh, um, gyms that were closing down. Or, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I. Just got, it's not hard it's because the gym industry is so big, you know, yeah. it's so easy to find bargains and really good equipment. Um, if, you, if you're willing to travel a little bit, get a truck and uh, grab some stuff here and there. Um, and I'm really happy with the end results. And that's, that's something actually that I find it really uh, fun to do is uh, making your own gym or making a gym in general. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't have time for it, but uh, I know it's. Uh, I know some 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 friends that actually do that for a living. They they they, they set up gyms. Yeah. So if you fitness first come to you, say okay, we need a uh, we need you to to make the uh, weight equipment area, and you need to source the equipment yourself and inst- install everything. I, like I, I could see myself doing that. I don't want to. I got yeah. no time for that. You got other things you're doing. But, yeah. but, but it's it's cool, and it's actually, it's actually a profession again yeah. because. Uh, man, there's so many gyms that open every fucking day, you know? Yeah, so you're right, yeah. That's another reason why the wellness center, the Body Temple won't, yep. be, won't be a gym. One-stop shop kind of. Well, it's, it's got a lot of um, things like all around that uh, industry and the fitness well-being that you're right. trying to do, yeah. So people can come and, right. and get their massage. They can get, well, like you say, it's um, one, like one meditation. Like, yeah. So yoga, I'm assuming, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yoga, meditation, uh, yeah. the, the places... I'm just talking about ideas, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. At, the, at this point, yeah. At, at this stage, my 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 studio is uh, only a sport massage and personal training. Everything private, one on one. 
and um, it's kind of it's, it's fun. It's good. Yeah, it's it's not for everyone, but uh, it is for my clientele yeah. and uh, people that only want to. Uh, they don't want to pay a gym membership. They just want to uh, train with their trainer and uh, feeling exclusive. They don't have to share equipment with anyone else. So, and for me, it's great. I don't have to wait that oh, because I. I plan my client session in advance. Everything needs to be, my sessions are planned in advance. So why, why not my clients, you know? Yeah. And uh, if you're in a gym and it's busy, I can't do this. So I need to compromise and do that. No, I don't have to compromise anymore. So yeah. it's uh, it's a it's a really a luxury. It's awesome. Yeah. No, that's amazing, man. Well, that's good. So Body Temple, where can everyone find that? You got a website for it? Um, yeah, I made up a website. So it's www dot body dash temple dot com dot au and yep. um i made a facebook page body temple gc for gold coast uh and uh, instagram page i need to just bring more feed into that i mean i'm doing a, a weekly video on the on the youtube and instagram yeah and, and i'm saying I, those and, yeah, yeah and igtv yeah um but um but yeah we'll see about uh, social media stuff like i mean i'm uh, I try to to grow, but uh, it's not my priority. You know, I yeah. uh, I uh, I'll, we'll talk about this in the future. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You you for now you're focusing on your clients and and just putting things out there, and then you're going to build it as you go. Obviously, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Oh, it's been good to chat, brother. Yeah, we'll look forward to Likewise. the next one. You can come back and yeah, uh, we'll yeah. see where you're going and how the fitness and well well being centers coming Thank along. You. And thanks a lot for uh, having hopefully me. Hopefully, you'll get there. You'll, you'll get your whole shrine of business there. Yeah, yeah. You have it up and going and it'd be awesome, man. I'll have to come down and have a little training session with you. Definitely. You know, yeah. you're more than welcome. Yeah. You know, we need to, we need to plan that. A little, yeah. a little weekend down the GC. Go for that surf as we well. Go for that surf. It's a bit yeah. big at the moment and messy. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. That might get me. Yeah, there was a actually really nice swell on a weekend on the, on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Because yeah. after the storm and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, there was a cyclone somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, February every year there's there's a good good swell on the coast. I didn't serve, I was too busy, but yeah. Man, there's some 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 big waves going on. It was cool. Yeah. So did you just go out and see the waves or you haven't really you, oh, ha- you haven't been did, able to, yeah. I haven't been I've seen the videos. Yeah. Yeah. It must be itching to get out there though. Oh yeah, well I don't surf that big, so uh, yeah. but uh, it's 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 impressive to watch. Though. Yeah. That's awesome. Right, brother. Yeah, thanks a lot awesome, for having man. me. Woo, we did it. Another podcast in the can. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. If you'd like to show us some more love, please subscribe to the YouTube channel or any of the other audio channels we have. I'm really excited for the next few guests we have lined up. Awesome journeys. Can't wait to sit down and chat with them. You know what? I'm just going to leave you with that, and you'll have to tune in next time. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, Going Deep with Dan Good, or my personal account, Dan Triple underscore Good. Thanks a lot, everyone. Until next time.